You have reached the voice mailbox of Game Thing Season 6 Speed Running. You have 20 new messages. Thursday, the 17th of August at 12:24 p.m. Hey David, it's your friend Pippin James Barr in Montreal where it is lightly raining uh, and it is nice and warm. I was just throwing the aerobi around and I've got uh, my last pick for our conversations about speedrunning. And I'm going to pick a game called <laughs> the suspense, the suspense. The game called Made of Scare. Now, I don't actually know 100% that's the correct pronunciation. Uh, it's developed and published by Wales Interactive in 2020, so I'm guessing that I should be trying to pronounce it as it would be pronounced in Welsh. I got that pronunciation um, according to Vicky Blake of Eurogamer, who put that into a, re a review of the game that I did not read, um, because I was just looking <laughs> for the pronunciation. Um, Steam description, made of scare is a first-person survival horror set in a remote hotel with a gory and macabre history from Welsh folk folklore. Brave the nightmares of the quiet ones. Do not panic. Don't even breathe. Exclamation mark, end quote. So it's a survival horror game. I thought we could kind of go, you know, back in time a little bit to do some horror, but to do it with these uh, speedrunning eyes of ours. I'm curious about what the, the combination might bring. Uh, from the trailer, it looks like a, I don't know, it looks cool enough, looks like a survival horror game, a bit like Amnesia, a uh, bit like Mirror Layers, you know, you pick things up, you drink them, you solve puzzles, you try not to die. Um, this one involves sonic weaponry, I guess because we are dealing with the quiet ones. Um, my key thought here is I'd like to use a different kind of blindfold. Um, you blindfolded our eyes, uh... For Punch-Out, I'd like to blindfold our brains for Made of Scare. Um, so let's not do any speedrunning relevant research until the end of our conversation and find out what we can do with this game with our raw, battle-hardened speedrunning skills. Um, for the record, the How Long to Beat normal or average is 4.5 hours, and the rushed How Long to Beat is 3 hours and 17 minutes, so let's try, obviously, and do better than that. Um, I'm also open to the idea that we pick maybe a specific level or whatever kind of division the game might have and just speedrun that if we don't want to tackle the whole game. Uh, but yeah, let's figure out this game ourselves and see how much we can go fast through the horrors of the quiet ones. Looking forward. See you, David. Hope you're having a good day. Bye, 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 bye. Thursday, the 17th of August, at 3.48 p.m. Hey, Pepin David. Thank you. Having a good day. Uh, full day, but good day. And now, a very enriched day. Because uh, I know what our next pick is for speedrunning. And let me just make sure I understand the mandate here correctly. Um... So we are to go in blind, without blindfolds, uh, and play, I have to assume the pronunciation is made of scare, because it's a scary game, and you'll be made of scares when you play it. Uh, I know next to nothing about it, I should say we were sent a code for this last fall, just before Halloween, um, so I'm sure they'll be thrilled 
that we eventually got around to considering uh, this in uh, conversational form. Uh, actually, it takes me back because I had wanted to pick a horror game for speed running, and I had jotted down in my notes in the preseason uh, for Neon White. I think I mentioned going off and checking out some speedrun videos for horror games and just making a note of wanting to try this. So thank you for forcing us to do this in, in a good way, in a kind way. Thanks for thanks for proposing this. Um, because I just have here in my notes, you know, that horror games are so environmentally focused and they're so story-driven uh, that I think this is sort of another back-to-basics pick as far as, like, it creates a lot of interesting ways to break a game uh, in Blitzing past it. But I've never played it before. I don't know if there are levels, if this is the kind of game where it functions like that. But it sounds like you're saying, um, let's check it out, let's play it, let's talk about it. As we go, let's find a portion of this game to um, speedrun, if not the whole thing. Uh, and then I guess step three is, is it profit? Am I pronouncing that right, or is it is it also pronounced um, scared? All right, bye. Thursday, the 17th of August, at 8.37 p.m. Hey, friendo, it's uh, David. I spent about an hour with your pick, so sorry to take another bite at the apple here um, so quickly before you. Uh, so yeah, I played about an hour. Uh, I have a bunch of thoughts about how horror games are sort of uh, pretty exciting uh, things to consider for speedrunning, which I'm guessing we'll get into later. Uh, one path ahead I just wanted to mention is there are challenges in the game, a challenge mode. So uh, maybe that's something we can consider. I'll keep playing. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. All right, bye. Friday, the 18th of August at 2.37 a.m. Dearest Thomas, these are not words I wish to write. My father said no. Friday, the 18th of August at 10.29 a.m. Hey, good morning, David. Um, I thought I'd give you a quick call uh, on my way to a meeting uh, downtown in my office uh, today. I played a bit less than you. I played about half an hour of The Maid last night um, to just sort of get a sense of what kind of game it is. It's, you know, it's very much a first-person horror game. Uh, I started out in the train. I had hoped, actually, that I would be The Maid um, as my character, but in fact, of course, I am the guy going to rescue The Maid. Um, or some twist upon that. Um, so you start off in a train, and then you proceed down some sort of dirt roads. Eventually you get into the hotel, and I made it through some rooms of the hotel and down into the basement where I met kind of the first quiet one, bad person, uh, or at least saw them, and then I had to quit because I had other stuff to do. Uh, enjoyable game, uh, but of course one of the things that happens when you're you're playing with, with an eye to speed running is, well, A, I was trying to kind of move around pretty quickly, so I had sprint pressed all the time, um, which maybe contributed to just kind of not really taking in what's there um, as well as I could have, and certainly distanced me from the experience so that it, 
yeah, it just seemed like a, a set, like there were sort of tape recorders behind doors of people pretending that they were in danger or pre-recorded telephone messages. Um, but in no sense a real place with real things happening in it. Um, so one of the things that we have to work out, right, is how much of the game and its interactions and rooms is critical path versus sort of atmospheric, because we're not interested in the sort of side quest scares. We're only interested in going from A to B as quickly as possible in a straight line as much as we can. Um, so I've been doing that, right? I've just been trying to go fast. I think probably walkthrough consultation is going to make sense since we don't really have time to learn the game intimately. Um, but I think looking at walkthroughs in this context could be interesting because we're going to have to decipher the stuff in the walkthrough that's kind of more, it would be good to get this item because it will be helpful versus you have to have this item because otherwise you can't finish the game. Um, obviously it's best to get through with as few items and so forth as possible because picking them up uh, takes time. Um, and the other thing that I've been doing as well is kind of thinking about speed and streamlining is trying to collide with the geometry a lot. So sort of sticking my butt into places where I perceive there might be seams in the geometry or in between colliders and seeing if I can get through anywhere. Uh, so far without luck, but it must look hilarious to any of the ghosts who are watching me in the game world as I kind of run into fences over and over again and, and hope for the best. Uh, have you made any sort of speedy discoveries on your end yet or impressions on how you're going to do this game fast? One thing I found out is that if you don't answer the telephone uh, and then come back to it later, you cannot answer the telephone. So that's my big glitch discovery for us. Does not seem to make me go any faster. Friday, the 18th of August at 11.49 a.m. Hey, Pip and David. Uh, that's a glitch I'm trying to not have happen with your messages. I don't want to wait too long and find out I can't reply anymore. Um, <clears throat> so I spent a bit more, I have a couple of thoughts, and I sort of wanted to unpack a little bit some of what came to mind uh, yesterday in playing the first hour today after playing for about an hour and a half. Um, and one is just how horror games in particular uh yeah, they're a good fit for these kind of weird, the seams, and how do you bump around. I mean, I think horror games are sort of helpful in this sense because they very often, uh, quite literally, light the way they want you to go. And so I've seen a bunch of this in uh, our current selection, Made of Scare. I still want to say Made of Scare. I'm pronouncing it the different way. I don't know if you hear it the other way. Um, it, it quite literally, you know, there's going to be just horrible, noxious fires. Uh, there's a mechanic in the game where you have to be holding your breath and you have to not draw the ire of the quiet ones. The quiet ones can't see, so it's all about trying to keep on your tippy toes as you're uh, just going as fast as you uh, possibly can, as you would anyway in a scary situation. Um, not that you can run particularly fast. Um, so there's that, and then there's also just like these sort of, you know, what are the Google Maps, GPS shortcuts of like, yeah, let's skip the phone call. Um, let's go past these items. Let's just see if we can keep shaving some uh, time off. So what's funny is we've kind of flipped. I'm walking everywhere. You're running everywhere. Uh, and I'm still getting a feel for it. I mean, I, I think 
off of what you had said, I think you had said it was about maybe like a three-hour playthrough to expect, and that's probably people going their absolute fastest. I'm looking on at uh, how long to beat. It looks like it's maybe four, four and a half hours, uh, which is doable, but for the purposes of our conversations, um, not a lot to talk about until we get through the game once, which was sort of a goal I was having until seeing it was longer than I thought it might be. Now I'm thinking of stuff like, yeah, I want to investigate those challenge modes I mentioned, but I'm also sort of curious about playing for an hour, can I start over, play for an hour again, see how much farther I get, and just keep doing that. Um, I haven't decided yet, but this is where my head is at, and uh, these were my thoughts. <laughs> All right, bye. Friday, the 18th of August, at... 10.03 p.m. I call you on the stroke of 10, which is sort of horror light, I guess, middle-aged horror, <laughs> up at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, hey, David, it's Pippin, who just played some Maid of Scare, and I really liked your idea of the kind of, you know, live, die, repeat um, just replaying the game over and over again and seeing how much further you get each time. So I actually, I tried that this evening. Um, and my first observation was I got a lot further into the game than I managed uh, in my first two playings. I was able to get to the bit where you're in a cemetery and you fall through a grave. And I kind of used that as a marker. So I Previously hadn't even made it that far, or or even especially close to that moment in my sort of half-hour playings. But tonight, uh, the first time I got there in like 12 minutes, 43, uh, which is obviously a lot faster. Uh, and then I actually decided I'd do it again um, with a couple of minor modifications to how I approached it, and was able to do it in 7 minutes, 50, which is starting to feel... Pretty snappy. Um, in particular, I mean, the majority of what I was doing was just running fast <laughs> from place to place, uh, pausing only to pick up things that I knew were definitely necessary to completing the game, having read a walkthrough, uh, which is to say you have to end up in the game with at least four pieces of sheet music and or four cylinders, music cylinders, uh, or you won't be able to trigger the final good ending or bad ending. Uh, so I was picking up the sheet music, I was ignoring the cylinders. And yeah, that's pretty fast. That's, you know, like running fast through every section, um, paying no heed to enemies, generally speaking. Standard uh, speedrunning stuff. So I feel like I can probably build up the finesse stuff here, in part because it's a very simple game. Um, not much in the way of what well, you can't jump, <laughs> for one thing. Not a lot of like fancy navigation, more about knowing where you're going uh, than anything else. Uh, the other thing I did manage to do, completely by accident, although I have been, as I said, trying to break through colliders on purpose, uh, tonight, while I was kind of messing with the menus uh, at the same time as it was kind of loading the train cutscene, I actually ended up triggering a state where my character fell down through the floor of the train and down, down, down into Hades, away from the world of the game. Uh, which is a cool glitch, and it's a classic uh, glitch that you maybe look for when you're speedrunning in case it resets you somewhere good. 
uh, but made of scare doesn't reset you anywhere, so I just fell forever. Um, so not a useful speedrunning glitch, but nice to have found a glitch. Nice to know that that's possible. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a progress report. I'm hoping we can find at least a couple of glitches uh, and not just have to run fast. Saturday, the 19th of August, at 9.50am. Hey, Pip and David. Happy weekend. Good morning. Hope you have a good weekend. and are having a good Saturday already. Uh, so I was up until the much scarier... It's my cat, sorry. She's yelling at me for uh, being up late, getting up late. Uh, I was up until the much scarier 2 a.m., much more horrifying middle age 2 a.m. <laughs> uh, yes, playing video games like a responsible adult should be. Um, and I checked out the first horror mode, which is, I think, a portion of the game you get to later, and maybe we'll never see if we only do the first hour of the game, which is what I'm going to try and uh, commit to for the duration here on out, but I did this um, challenge mode. The cat is now licking my foot. Alright, Pippin, welcome to my morning. This is just what it's like. Um... But yeah, I played this challenge mode where you have to be escaping from the hotel, uh, which in the opening sequence of the game you have to find your way into. And uh, it, it's it's it was a useful experiment. I mean, it gives you a report card and how you do on the challenge. I got an F after about an hour, um, uh, just because there was so much with the game I wasn't yet familiar with. You have weapons, there are enemies, um, and you have to escape. I mean, some of the enemies, one of them is a very gassy uh, British zombie, I think, uh, that burps and farts fire, so we have that to look forward to as the thing that's waiting for us. Um, there seems to be a, a female, quiet one, that can laugh at you, disappear, and appear in different areas, um, and, you know, they all, they, all of them, they just, they make noise, so they'll attract attention, which is sort of the theme of the way you're supposed to be playing the game, uh, keep quiet, don't attract attention, and, uh, you know, walk swiftly and carry a quiet stick, all that kind of stuff, um, so I don't know, I, I mean, I figured out, like, some small things that are not super interesting, which are, uh, you can just run past enemies and they give up on you, <laughs> including the one that can teleport around. I also found, uh, there's an elevator, um, that you go between floors on, obviously, and some of the zombies don't see you if you go in there, and if you find these little crawl spaces, you can crouch down and go in there, and they also sort of don't see you when you go in there, so... Maybe this will be helpful knowledge later, but for now, I'm going to go back and uh, redo the first hour. All right, bye-bye. Saturday, the 19th of August, at 2.31 p.m. Hey, David, quick one from me. I managed to spend some more time uh, in Maidville. Uh, challenge mode sounds pretty intense. I still haven't uh, fired that up. I'm really just focused on the the main game. By the way, I'm playing it on easy. I don't know what um, difficulty you're playing it on. Um, playing it on a more challenging level didn't really seem like it would make it more interesting to run. 
but maybe as a consequence I have not run into any of these fancy uh, farting and laughing enemies that um, you're spending time with. Um, yeah, where are you getting up to in your hour of play? I'm, I'm guessing it's a little further than I'm getting because I'm only ever really advancing my way, um, I don't know, 15 minutes of speed run time into the game at any given moment. Uh, continuing to piece together my run, um, I repeated my sequence of getting to the cutscene where you fall through the grave uh, and landed with another 7 minutes 50 seconds, so I think that that's kind of roughly my time for that, that segment. Uh, so I'm moving on to the next one, which involves running around in uh, sort of a mine area, um, and in particular there's a switch puzzle with two quiet ones patrolling the area, and I've spent a fair bit of time this afternoon just trying to figure out the right the right pattern because you have to throw switches and push buttons in a specific order. Uh, and importantly, one of the things that makes me think of is this the whole idea of pipelining uh, for efficiency, which is a it's a computer science term for me. Uh, but where you sort of start one maybe longer acting process, and then in the meantime, while it's acting, you do other things. So. In that puzzle room, there's a switch you can throw which will eventually make a loud noise that distracts the people. So I throw that first, and then I run off, and in the meantime, throw a switch and press a button. Uh, and then by the time I loop back around, the, the noise happens, which distracts the people that then allows me to hit another switch and a button. So, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it's um, it's kind of a grind, but it is satisfying to, to go from not really even understanding that room to being able to kind of sprint around in it and get everything done in good time. Um, one of the other things that this makes me think of, though, in terms of, you know, pipelining or timing delays is you can get kind of caught with animations, um, uh, because, you know, like you, I'm ignoring the enemies and I'm running past them, uh, which does lead them to chase you at least for a little bit. And if they're chasing you and then you try and open a door, but it's got like a, this kind of belabored, uh, animation process with little pulleys and hooks, uh, they will catch up to you and start wailing on you. Um, and I guess you can either kind of Benny Hill your way around the room uh, in the meantime, or you can figure out ways that they're not chasing you when you uh, when you need to open a door. Uh, yeah, but where are you getting up to? I'm kind of curious to get a picture of your experience of the space and place. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, see you, man. Saturday, the 19th of August at 6.46 p.m. Saturday, the 19th of August, at 10.06 p.m. Hey, Pippin, David. Who else would it be? Uh, so my sense of space in the game, uh, pretty corrupted today. I was going to play an hour. I fully intended to play an hour. I don't have the exact time here to share with you, because uh, I haven't hourglass on my desk and I use that for sort of, you know, keeping myself in check for everything I do around <laughs> here on the computer when I play computer. And um, all I can tell you is it was about 30, 35 minutes closer to the uh, the optimist side of the, uh, of the glass. And uh, so, you know, I made it to all the points you mentioned. I had been there before. I made it farther than I had before, much quicker than I had before, um, 
And I got to this point shortly after you get this sort of like Victorian era looking grenade device with photonic impulse or something, pulse charges, um, which you use to sort of make the quiet ones get headaches or be distracted or so, otherwise just can't hear you or be aware of you. And of course, I've been skipping all of the phone calls to this point, so I had no idea something like that was coming. I don't really know the best use of that, and it seems to me, except for when there's like a bottleneck in a doorway, uh, you don't really need stuff like that. Um, but I also haven't gotten a weapon yet, and I can tell you from the challenge mode, the combat's not incredibly hard, uh, and I'm playing on medium here. I was playing Punch-Out on medium. I had been meaning to ask if you were playing Punch-Out what difficulty, uh, easy is completely, you know, it's, it's completely admissible, uh, something I see a lot of speedrunners do on games anyway, as they, uh, make their way to avoid all friction, and, uh, so, you know, here I was 35 minutes-ish in, I'm walking across this field, uh, with plumes of purple fog, minding my own business, there's these, uh, switches that have to be thrown to open a door across the field and so I'm walking sideways trying to avoid enemies trying to just go A to B as quick as possible holding my breath to not draw attention when suddenly I just see everything around me turn this lovely shade of sky blue and my character's hands are shaking violently as I'm holding my breath but also uh, just watching geometry mountains jagged lines just go hurtling up above me and particles of air dancing around my fingers as I just watched the entire, uh, I fall through the entire world. That's what happened. And I've, I've fallen and I can't get up and I open up menus and they're completely empty and uh, <clears throat> I have no choice but to try again later and uh, just have to hope that this is not a thing that <laughs> happens again because I was not doing anything particularly weird. Uh, how about you? How are how, how you going? How you growing? All right. Bye, Pippin. Sunday, the 20th of August, at 2.13 p.m. Hey, David. Uh, it's Felix's nap time, and therefore it is Pippin's speedrunning time. Uh, 35 minutes to get to that field area you're talking about sounds decent to me. I don't really have a sense of how long it's taking me to get there because I haven't linked up my sort of segmented runs yet. Uh, I've got the run to the, you know, the grave fall, uh, and then I've got the run to just before the purple smoke area, <laughs> and then the run to that field. Uh, I'll try and do that either tonight or tomorrow to get a sense of, of how we're doing relative to one another. Uh, the big thing I thought uh, when I listened to your message, though, was falling through the ground as you did and as I did on the train, um, but more so as you did during gameplay. Uh, Obviously, it wasn't helpful in that moment, but it gives it gives me a lot of hope, as I think I said last time, that there are these glitches. Because I think one of one of the things that I'm missing, and one of the things that I think to myself, well, is this even a, is this a good speedrunning game, and what does that mean? One of the things I imagine um, making for a good speedrunning game is that sort of like major opportunities to save time, right? And glitches are the classic ones, so every time we find some kind of a glitch, there's at least some kind of ray of hope that we could, you know, miss out a whole section or get through a gate that you shouldn't get through, etc. 
uh, because there are, you know, there are flaws in the way that the colliders are working. Uh, so it's something that we should kind of work on repeating and work on uh, figuring out the mechanics of, like what you were doing um, when you fell through the world, in case we could fall through the world somewhere good. Um, I'm still trying to bash myself up against walls here and there if I, if I think it would make for a shortcut. Uh, no luck yet on that. So yeah, again, most of what I'm doing is really drilling on enemy, I guess, patrol patterns and, of course, just route finding uh, in the world. Uh, and I'm mostly saving time, I think, by you know doing things like consulting the walkthrough to decide to only collect sheet music and ignore the opportunities to get the cylinders, uh, which you need for one of the endings. Uh, because so far, at least, the cylinders have been the more inconvenient, um, off-the-beaten-track thing to go and get. Um, but yeah, what else makes for a good speedrunning game, do you reckon? Is it, um, is it the community that, that I've, uh, banned us from accessing, perhaps? Bye, David. Sunday, the 20th of August, at 8.37pm. Hey, David, just quickly reporting in, uh, because I tried a full run to where I was. It was 11 minutes and 7 seconds to the sonic grenade thing, which is just a little bit before the field, so... That feels pretty fast. Uh, not unhappy with that at the time. Uh, yeah, on I go, on I go. Bye! Monday, the 21st of August, at 4.38pm. Today's made of scare status report. Scarest report. Uh, so today's report covers yesterday, and today, yesterday, I played through the challenge mode and completed it successfully it culminates in after escaping from the hotel or just before escaping i should say uh there's a big brutish british zombie that you must uh, contend with uh and i kept thinking oh well he killed me once and there's some sort of probably weird trickery i don't understand how to beat him because uh, I haven't played the game all the way through yet, obviously, and was heartened in my second attempt, and maybe this is a lesson for both of us, uh, an object lesson for us in how to rally with speedrunning. It turned out you just had to hit him a lot. There was no sort of clever strategy, as he kept hitting me with chains, bringing me towards him, and uh, kept placing me in these <laughs> bear trap landmines. So, you know, not bad. I completed it uh it about 37 minutes, 10 seconds. Uh, got a B. Not bad. B for bad hotel. This is a bad hotel, it should be said. So yeah, you just had to hit the guy a lot. Uh, and then from there I went and played the remaining hour, uh, about 30, 35 minutes again. Uh, getting to this point where there was a illuminated booth, glass booth, with a... Uh, piece of sheet music inside and there were two switches you had to hit and recognized some of the stuff I had seen in the challenge mode because I had uh, seen the game sort of backwards and forwards at this point but I, I had seen it before backwards working your way out with some stuff barricaded that in playing forward from the beginning uh, is not barricaded so there's a lot of stuff opened up that I just didn't see before so I can report um, I've done about what you've done with the time you said getting to the uh, fun, fun grenade device that the game foists upon you instead of just giving you a weapon. And from there, 
I mean, I just I got killed yesterday when I got to the glass booth, and I was like, yeah, I'm done for today. Today I played again uh, in about 24 minutes, got to that point where I got to yesterday in about 35 minutes. Um, and then I hit some weird stuff I hadn't seen before. I mean, I'm struck by how just charging through uh there's a mix of like not only items i missed but like entire puzzles uh and even other branching paths that i just missed yesterday but i seem to be unable to go (laughs) for the full hour as intended uh today 35 minutes in you know, I got past the point I got to yesterday, but then I found a couple of items I hadn't seen before. Some glass, or no, some shards of a plate, uh, which I guess if you have them in your inventory means you can see in another room uh, a plate hanging down off of a uh, rope. And then I pulled the rope and then it, it, it again, I fell through the world down in this sort of Star Wars-like contraption with the walls closing in. I mean, I didn't seem to have the items I needed to get out of there. And then I saw, oh, the walls have doors on them, uh, which I tried to open. I thought, oh, maybe the items are in there. Maybe that'll give me what I need to get out of here. But no. Um, so, So that happened. And then I went off into some other area I had never seen before where I kept dying. So is this speed running? Tuesday. The 22nd of August, at 4.12 p.m. All right. Hey, David. I guess you are busy running scared in a Welsh hotel, uh, which is great. Uh, Get some practice. Do it as fast as possible. I spent more time playing the game last night, uh, mostly focusing on the sequence in between getting the sonic grenade thing and getting to the second floor of the hotel I can't say that I thought I noticed anything interesting there, Uh, but the big thing that did happen is that when I did get to the second floor of the hotel, uh, which I did naturally by uh, placing a missing beer tap onto a beer tap thingamy and then beer tapping in the correct order uh, to unveil a set of uh, ladder behind a statue, because of course that's how the hotel provides access to the second floor. Uh, I did find that when I got to that second floor, uh, it's a more non-linear in the sense of, like, just beating the game. It's it's a more non-linear area where you have to collect these four different, I don't know, pieces of the family crest or whatever it is. Uh, But for some reason, the fact that it spread out from being... Or at least it, it didn't immediately feel like a, a, a thing I could just run from thing to thing and get it done and move on. Uh, it felt like I had to explore the area a lot more. It felt like I had to internalize uh, the space a lot more than I had been doing up until then. When it, you know, up to up to then, it felt much more like I could just pick my destination and run to it and avoid everybody, uh, and that was a good strategy. But now it's feeling much more like I have to get to know the hotel. Um, and I don't want to. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is that discourages me about that. It may just also be the traditional video game wall of getting sick of playing uh, a game that is essentially, you know, the same thing over and over again. Uh, in this case, running around trying not to be heard by guys with bags on their heads. 
but yeah, so I, I felt a bit discouraged last night, but I also felt um, I also felt in kind of rerunning parts of the game where I am quite fast and where I am able to, you know, sort of tear down these dirt roads past these poor baghead guys who don't even have a chance to notice me before I'm like, you know, 20 meters up the road away from them. Um, it just strikes me as so funny. I, I'd kind of love to see what it looks like from a third person perspective. Uh, just because it's so madcap and weird. And, you know, we've talked about the kind of Benny Hill silliness of speedrunning before, uh, but Made of Scare is really um, really foregrounding that to me because, I guess, maybe because of the open spaces and the outdoor sections, but it just feels very, very hilariously fast, which I'm liking. Um, there was also something interesting to me about the way that even when you go inhumanly fast through this environment... Uh, whenever you get to any of the cutscene triggers, you know, the thing that's meant to be happening is, of course, happening at that exact moment. So, despite the fact that I can get to a certain spot in seven minutes, it will always be the case that they are busy setting fire to a guy tied to a chair at that exact moment. Uh, just something about the nature of time in video games there, right? Like, that time is locked to action. So, even when you're speedrunning, uh, things play out the way they were meant to. Um... But also a thing that it kind of makes me think about is just how much I'm not really looking at the game or its ideas or its environments. I'm just always busy moving on. Barely, I'm not picking up any of the you know interesting letters that you can read. I'm not hiding in a corner worrying about a baghead guy because I already I've already run past him. Um, all I know is this kind of like one track through the space uh, and the waypoints that I use to to navigate that. Um, which makes me think of this whole thing with, with narrative game design, right? Which is that it's like Rambo, I'm your worst nightmare, right? Like for a narrative game designer or for an environmental storytelling uh, designer, this is the worst possible behavior. I mean, it's the thing that everybody dreads giving up camera control for. Like your player looks in the wrong direction and misses the beautifully played out scene. Uh, they, they're not paying attention to all of the subtleties that you built into the game. That's exactly what's happening. I am Rambo. Fast Rambo, uh, running through this beautifully curated world, not really, um, not really caring about what there is, and only caring about moving through space at a high velocity. Uh, so it's interesting to be that guy, uh, especially since I'm, I'm working on a game right now where I am interested in directing people's perspectives and their viewpoints, and you know, therefore sympathize with the plight. Tuesday, the twenty-second of August, at 4.21 p.m. Tuesday, the 22nd of August, at 5.52 p.m. Hey, Pippin, it's David. Uh, yeah, I was running scared when you called. Sorry I missed you, and I uh, hope, hope you hear this soon. You can get back to me. Um, <clears throat> so headline is I just finished the full hour and this is the first time I've looked at a guide. I know we're running out of time on the game itself. According to what I looked up online, within an hour I've made it to, uh, if not the final area of the game, then the second to last uh, area of the game. Uh, and I know you feel like you're trudging through a swamp here, um, and I experience what you're experiencing, both hitting the wall, but also the feeling of, oh, I have to know the game intimately. 
Um, before I know where to go, what to do, I have to know the entire hotel. Um, so what I did and what I would recommend you do with our remaining grains of sand here is to play on the safe difficulty, which turns off enemies so there's no damage. Uh, achievements are also turned off, but, I mean, who cares? <laughs> but it might yield some interesting stuff, RE, stuff you're thinking about as far as, you know, atmosphere and control of perspective. Um, you know, I, let me just see. So, I, I mean, I find myself, I can rattle off a bunch of the times and stuff I noted down, but I just, the more I speedrun specifically this game, the more I find myself getting very kind of flustered or irritated at sort of the presentational flair of the game. So, I mean, yes, anytime there's loading and it's eating into my time ticking up or down, but also just stuff like, you know, the end game cutscenes. And according to some of my notes here, I mean, some of them are like two, two and a half minutes where you're just like watching your character be disfigured or something. Unpleasant anyway, but, you know, more importantly, hey, this is eaten into David's time. That's only for me. All right, bye. Tuesday, the 22nd of August at 9.39 p.m. Hey, David. Uh, good idea, I think, about using safe mode as a kind of uh, way to spatially explore and build routes without the frustrating bag-headed people <laughs> constantly punching you in the corridors. Uh, so I've been giving that a go tonight, and I think that's a way for me to resurrect my ability to maybe get a path all the way through the game. We'll see. Uh, but, you know, we're just out, about out of time, and I think maybe the, the thing we should do before we run out of tape is uh, actually take a look at speedruns of this game. Uh, if there are any, find out what the times are like, find out whether there's any amazing glitches that we have missed, revel in the sense of community outside our little dyad of scares. Uh, so should we do that? Tell me what you find out. Bye, 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 bye. Wednesday, the 23rd of August, at 1.08 a.m. I can tell you, we in this dyad, we were born in a box that we could not see, but speedrunners can't see the box, so their imagination is unbearable. And I can tell school is back in session because we're both uh, <laughs> just giving each other homework now at this point, but... Looking on speedrun.com, I can tell you uh, there are times on there, uh, not a ton, but the ones that are on there confirm this sort of really audacious thought I had since Sunday, which was, I feel like I could beat this game in under an hour, and the top run that's up there is 23 minutes and 35 seconds, and best I can tell you is uh, watching their run. It's a little like our experiment with the phone, you know, where we've kind of figured out, like, oh, we can skip this, we know where to go instead, and where to move along, to, um, I kept having this sort of, like, perverse experience of speedrunning this as a, uh, kind of funny, horrible thing. Uh, like, there were smaller versions of the phone along the way, uh, it sort of reminded me of, like, directions on a country road. It's horrible to say, but it's like, okay, so you get in, and when you hear the man scream for his life, it's the next door on the right. Um, so it, it was mainly just that, people knowing where to go and how quickly to get there. Saw some talk about um, binding spacebar to have another function, and also just something that I think cuts out, or at least tells the timer to not count uh, the loading time. 
But, you know, if you speedrun for 23 minutes and 35 seconds and you get the bad ending, I mean, are you really playing the game if you're rushing to get a bad end? Are we all maybe trapped in a box? Um, I don't know. I'll be less cryptic in the morning. But tonight I just want to say that I also saw uh, there's a 10-minute, 30-second run to Pet the Dog by 15 Sway Sway in, yes, you guessed it, Sweden. Um, and that was something else I kept noticing throughout playing the game, too, uh, which was a sign early on that says, Beware the Dog, or some such. And noticing how often the dog sort of leads you along uh, where you're supposed to go. And I think I knew this from the very beginning, that somehow the dog is the secret to all of this. So, Pippin, your final assignment, run for your life and tell me, can you pet the dog? Or are you too scared? Bye. Wednesday, the 23rd of August, at 12.47 p.m. Hey, David. Yeah, the dog is a goodie. I did pet it, actually. I think you pet it while it's stuck in a bear trap from memory, which seems both kind and awful uh, in equal measure. I assume it's a reference to the uh, the dog in Resident Evil 4, which is similarly gets caught and you help it and it helps you. Um, although you can't always trust dogs in horror games, can you? Um, so I looked at the speedruns as well uh, and had similar thoughts to you. You know, like the the main thing that you see is just how slick they are at navigating the exact same terrain that we've been navigating, uh, just how much they never make a mistake in terms of which direction to go how well they can kind of squeeze through tight gaps between the enemies. Um, there's a whole lot of evidence, I think, of, you know, of knowledge of layout, but also knowledge of the character's hitbox relative to the colliders in the world. Um, that means that they avoid losing speed due to colliding with stuff uh, while cutting it as close as they can uh, to alliterate a little bit, just for you, because I know that you love that. Um... The, the really big difference other than slickitude that I saw when I was looking at the, the main fastest run is that they did find a glitch. Um, and the glitch is at a, it's just, you know, it's just at a specific location in the game. It's on the way back from that bell puzzle uh, that you do outside. And there is a torch next to a wire fence. And for whatever reason, this particular torch, this particular section of the wire fence, they are able to squeeze into the gap and by wriggling backwards and forwards, uh, which is a, you know, this is a classic speed the glitch-finding technique. You kind of rub up against the geometry. Uh, they do that enough that they end up kind of on the fence and then over the fence and out of bounds, at which point they can uh, run to the front door of the hotel much faster than they could have if they were in bounds because they clip through a whole lot of objects and generally don't have to deal with the game itself. Um, I, as always, you know, I just wonder how they found that. Are they rubbing up against everything all the time, like Pepe Le Pew? Or are they, you know, do they possess some kind of connoisseur of geometry eye where they can see something about the way that the torch and the fence are positioned that they think it's worth trying there? Um, I do not know. I do not possess that eye, but it, uh, it continues to amaze me that people find these glitches. I know that we found a couple of fall-through-the-world glitches, but finding things that are useful is a different order. Yeah, so what did I learn? Um, I learned that it is fun to streamline your play. I was really enjoying that for quite a while. 
Uh, but I also just learned, I think, that the real speedrunners are just, they're operating in a different gear to anything I seem to be able to manage, and I don't know if that's just more hours on the game or whether there's something deeper going on. Um, so I hope that your last pick will answer all of those questions and more. Bye. Bye. End of messages. Thank you for calling Game Thing. For more information, or to leave us a voicemail, please hang up and dial Game Thing. Dot life. Goodbye.